For today, we have two rules and three lessons. And before I start into this one, I want to give you a little bit of context and understand kind of the arc of my career, which took me a long time to kind of figure out what the pattern was here and to understand it. But there has been an attraction in my own being to participating in large scale systemic shifts in the economy or politics or government or global affairs. And it arises from situations where I want to be in advance of that major inflection point, part of it, or in the aftermath and what comes next associated with it. It began in uh, with Clinton Healthcare, which promised to transform U.S. healthcare, never passed. NAFTA did and tr- dramatically changed uh, U.S. Canadian and Mexican trade patterns and, quite frankly, had a much more significant impact on global trade patterns and how our U.S. economy evolved and developed following that point in time. It went from there to an excitement about what technology was bringing in the 1990s and and the fact that it seemed to be something that could have a dramatic impact on our personal lives and corporate America and, 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 and how we live going forward, wanting to be a part of that. And then the bubble burst in 2002. Following that was working significantly in a rebuilding of global security, political, and economic infrastructure following 9-11, which changed everything. In 2008, we had the global financial crisis. In 2010, we had Obamacare. And continuing on all the way through to, most recently, the pandemic. There is something which happens in the wake of that, regardless of how remote we feel we are from these global events that are going on, these macro changes, and how out of control we are in shaping how they develop, they will impact you as a decision maker, as a CEO, as a leader of a government agency, uh, a charity, a foundation, whatever that venture might be, it will have an impact. And here's the two rules. When the situational context shifts, all the rules change, A. B, you will be forced to make decisions willingly or unwillingly as a result of these changes upon you. There's some things that we can do about this. But before I get there, before I talk about the three lessons that I wanted to share, I wanted to talk about 2024 and what we see. There is the opportunity for, obviously, major, significant um, uh, systemic shifts over the course of the next year. We are currently sitting at continued high interest rates. That is having an effect on housing prices are down, car prices are down, uh, personal spending or consumer spending has just started to weaken associated with it. It's going to affect a whole host of industries associated with the U.S. economy. Second of all, personal debt is high ever since the pandemic, maybe perhaps before, but it has increased. And as the interest rates stay high or the economy starts to slow a bit in 2024, you're going to see individuals that are highly leveraged that families that go under strain, maybe even default. Corporate debt levels are significant as well, which is you know a favorite technique of private equity when they come in and buy businesses is that they layer on additional debt. So any of the corporations that have significant leverage, they're going to need to see doors that start to close. Your options dwindle when you're under leverage, and that'll get exposed in 2024, potentially. Government debt is high. Yields on government bonds are at an all-time high just because of a lack of confidence associated with the underlying securities. It has increased exponentially over the last decade, the levels of government debt. At some point, there will be a falling out associated with that. We have government spending, 
which is a major cog in our economy, continuously comes up, bumps up against the threat of shutdown, in part led by a chaotic and dysfunctional Congress. 2024, we're going to add an additional layer to it, which is a presidential election, which is also always chaotic and emotional and fractured. We have active wars on two different fronts. There is a global hotspot in the South China Sea. These sorts of events affect fuel prices, trade patterns, the value of the dollar, how power is allocated amongst the players, creating the opportunity for emerging powers to take a seat at the table and shift power away from the long-established players. There will be a lot of shifting ground as that takes place. There is an opportunity in each one of those that I guarantee affects your business. So what are the three lessons? Here's the three lessons. Most of the errors that are made in these situations in the wake of these major macro or systemic shifts are unforced errors by the CEOs. They make the mistakes themselves. It's not some external event. It's something that's going on internal. Here's what they are. The first one is an immovable narrative. I've seen it happen time and time again, where a CEO or a decision maker has been successful with a particular logic or rationale, a set of decision-making norms that they abide by, and they're unwilling to change those. Even as the assumptions are all changing, that narrative is locked in and creates the blinders so that they can't adjust. The second one is when you don't understand what the battle or what what the prize is or the trophy or what the battlefield will look like on the other side of the inflection point, what you tend to do is pick small known battles that are right before you. So what is happening in that context, why that's an error, an unforced error oftentimes, is that the changing circumstances when all the rules are changing, you're not utilizing it to change your strategies, your intelligence gathering, the logic within your organization, the, the capabilities within your organization, the, do, the, the levels of domain expertise, and so forth, to adapt to the battlefield that, or the war that will be fought on the other side. But instead, you're winning small battles, but we'll lose the longer term war. The third unforced error is emotional tinder. Every CEO I know would say that they make their decisions based on the facts as they know them, sound rationales, hard logic. There's a dispassion to it. At least they attempt to be. But they're all human beings and emotional influences their decision-making quite substantially. It is triggered in these contexts in particular by insecurity about not knowing what's going on, fear about the potential losses that can be suffered and the pressures that come from shareholders that are concerned about value, investors, bankers who call more frequently, and employees that are wondering if they are on a safe ship or on a sinking ship. Those are our three lessons. Those are the three unforced errors that oftentimes happen because a CEO or a decision maker is not prepared for what comes next. There is an antidote to this. It's prior planning, it's options analysis, it's developing your playbooks, it's preparing your teams for a series of eventualities that will emerge in the changed circumstances. For the most gifted, they'll even go a step further, which is that they'll forecast the winners and the losers, and then they will point their ship towards being on the winning side of the changed circumstances on the other side. This is your assignment for today, which is identify the two to three major systemic shifts that you anticipate for 2024 that could affect your decision-making somehow, some way, A, and then B, what are you doing to plan for that? That's all for now. I look forward to talking to you soon.